0: Some of uh, Deep Slurt is here already. Hey, welcome. Glory to God. So you're in for the whole weekend then? Just about, eh? Just about. Sunday morning is still. Okay. Lanu, it's nice to see you. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while, eh? It's good to see you. Glory to God. Look at all of you showing up on a Friday night to hear about relationships, oh, yes. huh? oh. relationships, and uh, all the good things that God has to restore in our lives, yes. Yes. and all of the what fasting and prayer does for us. Yes. So, of course, you know the reason we fast is not because our fasting moves God. The reason we fast is because our fasting moves us. Or to be more accurate, we don't move (laughs) if you fast. (laughs) (laughs) It took a while for people to get it. But they got it. They got it. They got it.
1: (laughs) I mean, you don't have energy.
0: depends on the kind of fast you're having. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Did I ignore that myself? <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Uh, I was just spending some time this week, meditating and preparing myself. And um, Pastor Sharon's actually going to uh, take the service this evening. But, uh, you know, when you, when you consider a relationship, it goes all the way back to the three parts of God who were together, the three in one. Of course, in the three parts of God, there's no division. There's complete unity and complete fellowship. And so, when God made man, he made a single being because, in the singleness of the way they were, he created a single being to represent all of their singleness. So, although they were three, they were single in unity and single in everything they did. That's powerful. So they created a being that was singular, but created, had, but had all of God in a single vessel. But this single vessel, aside from having fellowship with God, the Lord said it's not good for man to be alone. So he then took a part of himself out of the single vessel, and he put the part of himself that is what we now know as a woman, and he put it in another vessel. So that the one vessel could have the same unity with another vessel. And so, from the very beginning, relationships are the foundation of everything that is created. So nothing is created without relationship. It is the relationship of God the Father, the Son, that created all other things that were created. And out of that, we were created. So relationship is, is, a, is a very, very big and very essential part of our lives. And, uh, you know, we heard somebody say it like this way. If you're a born-again Christian, the closest thing that you will ever get to hell is a bad marriage. That's quite something to think about, right? Yes. Yes. Because actually, if you, under, if you understand who you are as a Christian and what God has for you, um, if you've got a bad marriage, that's the closest you'll ever get to hell. I mean, whether that person is right or wrong, it's just a thought. It's, a, it's quite something to think about that if you've got a bad marriage, I mean, you, we will never go to hell. We will never experience hell. And so, the only hell on on earth that you will ever experience will be a bad marriage or bad relationships. So, that's quite something to think about. However, the closest you can get to God while you're on earth is to have a good relationship with Him and then good relationship with the body of Christ and your partner. And you can truly have heaven on earth as it is in heaven, so we can have it on earth. That applies to relationships. Wow. This is already mind blowing stuff tonight. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Pastor Sharon has really been, uh, I can say, certainly, I know, having lived with her all these 40 plus years, I, I, have, I know how much what she is going to do with you tonight. I know how much this has impacted her and us and how it's been a fundamental foundation for the success of our relationship. And so she's going to come and share with you and pray and we're going to pray together tonight and she's going to, she's got some marvelous things that she's going to do, very practical, very marvelous things that she's going to share with you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My darling and the greatest joy of my life and Pastor Sharon, my partner in ministry and everything, won't you welcome the most beautiful, gorgeous woman in the world to the platform, please. You must use this mic, my bad.
1: Hello, everybody. Wonderful to have you all here, and uh, I know, I know, and I know that you know too that we are going to have a life-changing weekend. Yes. Yes. It's it's uh, something that uh, I believe Pastor John said this on his last message last Sunday. He believes that this weekend is going to catapult all of us to a new place, not only in God, but in our marriages, in our families, and us as a blood-bought family. And um, because those are the areas that God spoke through. Pastor John, just, will you just pray with me, please? Father, I thank you that our hearts are expectant. Our hearts are open. Our spiritual ears are open, Lord, to hear what the Lord would speak to our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in every one of us, that as you give me utterance, so you witness it and you confirm it in the hearts of all these, the children of God, all these born-again ones because of the blood of Jesus that was shed, that you make this real to them. And as I read scripture, Father, that scripture will speak to them, Father. They'll hear scripture and truth speaking to their hearts. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And we all say, amen. Thank you. So, on the 2nd of January, Sunday the 2nd of January, 2022, this came out of Pastor John's spirit. I have this surge. The reason I'm reading this to you is because it's the reason we're having this relationship weekend. I have this surge that God is going to restore people's relationship with him, God himself. He is going to restore that relationship. He is going to bring us up to a higher place in our walk with him in a way that we are obeying him, that he can use us. And our discipleship. Hear me now when I say this. He is going to do major, major work on relationships. He is going to do major work on relationships. Between husbands and wives. Between fathers, mothers and children. Between siblings, that's brothers and sisters. Between different family members. Which I really believe is the family of God, the blood bought family. God God is going to do a major thing. He's going to bring them together under His mantle of knowing Him. And there's going to be a restoration that even those that have got good relationships, God's going to bring them closer. They're going to get better. They're going to be bigger. They're going to get stronger. They're going to flow together. They're going to be energized to do kingdom of God work together. God is going to do a major restoration in relationships in 2022. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that, Father. So... I'm going to go in a sequence tonight reading scripture to you because the sequence here is, just happens to be the sequence in which I have my, um, my seed file, the revelation that God gave me of the sower sows the word, that you, you sow the word of God is incorruptible seed and you sow the word of God into your heart with your mouth. And your heart was tailor-made to receive the word of God. So when the Lord gave me that revelation about 34 years ago, I began to search the scriptures. He began to show me. I said to him, how do I sow your word into my life, Lord? In other words, how do I seek your word for scriptures and for which areas of my life? And he said, number one, your relationship with me. Number two, your relationship with your husband and then your children. Number three, your relationship with the body of Christ. Hallelujah. There were, you know, there were other areas too then, he said. And then you and your finances and your fruit of the spirit and your things. But these are the three things that God has, is speaking about. I'm telling you when you get this right... And so, for those of you that are not married yet, it would be your relationship with with your um, with your God, with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. Your intimacy with Him being restored, and it will be your relationship with the body of Christ, and even with your own family, if uh, even with your own family, and the wisdom that God will give you for that. Right. So, the Lord in our relationship. So this is this is when I was thirty-three, when I was doing these scriptures. My handwriting has changed so much, but I just had it in my heart to go and take it out of my archives, because I do have a new. Um, I have renewed and refreshed it, but I had it in my heart to do it like this with you. Deuteronomy six five, I love you, the Lord my God, with all my mind and heart. And my entire being and with all my might. So I think we could say that together, Deuteronomy 6, 5. Let's just say this together. I love you, you, the Lord my God, God, with all my mind and heart and and with my entire being and with all my might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Deuteronomy 4:29 says this I seek you these are mostly from the amplified bible I seek you and require you as my necessity lord god and I find you I truly seek you with all my heart and soul and life this is Deuteronomy 4:29 so I have trans I have made it very personal to me Because the scripture actually would say, seek and require the Lord as your necessity and you will find him if you truly seek him with all your heart and soul and life. But of course, I've personalized it with saying I. So let's say that together. I seek and require you you. As as my necessity, Lord God, and I find you. I truly, seek you with all my heart I
0: truly seek
1: you with all my heart and soul, and, soul. And, life. and life. I'm just going to do one more for tonight, 1 Chronicles 16, 11. Let's say this together. I seek you and your strength. I, you your strength. I, yearn, for I yearn for and seek your face and to be in your presence continually. You don't have to put the scriptures up. Okay, I, I, like the, I like the personal touch here with us, if you don't mind. Thank you so much. Right. It's just to get out of a habit. I like to swing things around sometimes so that you can listen. And then listen with your heart and write. So, now we're going to pray. We're going to all pray together. We're going to pray for ourselves. But we also, because we pray in the Spirit, we're going to also be praying for one another. So God will use our prayers when we we pray now and we ask Him to restore our personal relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah restore, God is going to restore people's relationship with him, God himself. He's going to restore that relationship. And I'm just thinking about this message that Pastor John ministered this last Sunday. And it's going to take your time. Of course, we know that he ministers on energy, but it's going to, how do you touch God? How do you integrate with his ways? Well, it's going to take Time with God. Your personal time with God. Hallelujah. That you're going to set aside for yourself to be with him. And so this is what we're going to pray. We're praying it out now because 1 Corinthians 14 says that if we pray in an unknown tongue, we're praying out mysteries and secrets The secrets of God. And also Romans 8 26 says we pray according to the perfect will of God. So we're asking the Father now tonight through our prayers to draw us into that intimacy with Him, in a deeper intimacy with Him, to draw us into perhaps something that we've lost that we once had with Him, to, to bring that back. Perhaps some, for some of you, you've never had intimacy with the Lord other than to just come to church on a Sunday and just you sense his presence and you know he's real, but not, you haven't actually, um, have, you don't have a relationship with him. To have a relationship with someone, you have to be with them. You have to be with them. To get to know somebody, not to know about them. You can know about God, but God wants you to know Him. Actually, this is a very one. I think one, probably one of my one of the most beautiful scriptures that we can have as a before we pray that we can have as a confession as well. I think I have got it on that card, but let me just see here. It's well worth referring to, and then we're going to pray and ask God draw me after you. It says in the Song of Solomon, Songs of, S- Song of Solomon, right? It is a Bible book. It says, draw me off to you and let us run together. We're going to ask that God, through our praying tonight, and those of you that don't pray in the Spirit yet, you don't pray in tongues yet, you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, you have the Holy Spirit when Jesus lives in your heart. You have the Holy Spirit, so just get ready to have an appetite to, be, have, to, to want to be filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, right? And just listen to the sounds that God hears, because it's scriptural, and God says in Romans eight twenty six, we pray according to the will of God. Let me just find the scripture here. it's in John 17 verse 3 and let's say this together and this is eternal life this is eternal life to know to know to, know, to perceive, to, perceive to, recognize, to recognize become acquainted with, become acquainted with and, understand you. and understand you the only true and real god And to know him, Jesus, Jesus. whom whom you have sent. So the King James says this is eternal life, to know him and Jesus, to know the Father and to know Jesus. And who is going to help you to know the Father and Jesus? The Holy Spirit that lives in you. When you read scripture about the Father and you read scripture about Jesus, he's going to make the Father and Jesus real to you. Because the Holy Spirit, one of the Holy Spirit's names in the Bible, is the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ. They are one, like Pastor John was saying this morning. But they are separate. They are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Really, the Holy Trinity. Glory to God. And so, this is eternal life. It means it to know you, the only true and real God, and the one whom you have sent. So, Father, we thank you with these scriptures that we have spoken out of our mouths, Father, that they would lodge in our hearts and that you would bring your spirit to rain on these seeds that we are sowing into our hearts tonight, Father. Glory to God. And now, Father, we pray in the spirit for one another and for ourselves, Lord, that truly our relationship with you may be restored and we may go to new levels with you. As you said you wanted to do at the beginning of this year. Hallelujah. Let your spirit speak to God. You don't speak to men. 1 Corinthians 14 says, when you pray in an unknown tongue, you do not speak to man. You speak to God. We speak to you now, Father, Hallelujah, about our own personal intimacy with you, and then those for others as well, Lord. Sibasatu basato, etremeneke tasolatuka, shovu recipro, bravabatu Tafala Tira shakala tafalatira, shosse peset, shamanamasi to kotole pele faligrade, shikara de vere sa cara strove sciuti ia palature perevisha la pravassore perevishanà sa cara barashorevi sacrasta staravara tu shemene macodore shemene besenisa ivrakata patore besenis anute carodore i peste tristu shepeste stristu kutuktu paruka shavara kure on the barasos de de bequerado Shabara suri. Onamanaka rote, se presentito, se presenitu to sesto, laro, laro curucutuscu, yene mara menele, meneve, Shabara suri tapalatu tapalatuschene mesetiro, Shabara sofenemete, oh shekusa, oh shekusa, to de Gira Oh 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 Oh, oh yeah, And now we're gonna pray for our brothers and sisters. We're gonna continue. It's switched now in me, so I'm switching you with me. Now I'm praying for others. My brothers and my sisters, Father. It is so long for them to enjoy intimacy with you, Father, to have this relationship with you that they never even dreamed they could have, Father. Now my spirit speaks to you for my brothers and my sisters, for the young ones, Father, for the young ones, for the middle, middle ones, for the older ones, Father. My spirit speaks to you for all my brothers and sisters in this congregation, Father. It's my desire, it's our desire, Father, that we all have this together, Father. Isa kure beti sent kira doshe nebrena. Oh yeshigo, draw, draw them father. Yeshivo with cords of love. Ris tu kure e menemis tu Isha, Isha palatore peredishka. Nana mukeru, this is eternal life father that they may know you and your son. Isha bro se propatila kore, namanore si. E chabro para no resi, sa manassi, o chabaso tere oh shokose, o Shokose, o peste verechira no kere ni, oh pre mene mi sha saloko, i no, nel no e no meresino core. Nima no se lika do ponte te mere. Oh, bashika, no menesikro, o se ne me ketaru koskevese la tapone. Oh, ne mene ketika la bore. Isha bosekato bozo pro provotica la mana no keri. Show me nemene me no kerimuse peleka. Oh shele me kilaba. Oh che brista cur te na de lenisto de lenisto preve se I pray for those who have had measures and little touches here and there And little little experiences from time to time That it becomes consistent now, Father That they have a desire and a hunger to not not want to be a moment without you, Father Not a moment without you And we thank you for hearing our praise. We thank you for hearing our praise in Jesus' name Hallelujah so that's our relationship with the Lord. I have another scripture here. If you want to write it down, it's Hebrews ten verse. Um, it's Hebrews ten verse nineteen, but I'm going to read it out of the Phillips translation. It says, "And now I may walk right into the very holy of holies where you are God, because of the blood of Jesus." This is the fresh, new, life-giving way which Christ has opened for me by tearing the curtain of his human body to let me into your holy presence. I come right into you with a true heart, fully trusting you to receive me because I've been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make me clean. Hallelujah. And so that's how I come to him, because of the blood that has made me clean. It's not because of how good I've been that day or how... how, how how I've missed it that day. The blood of Jesus qualifies me to come and have intimacy with him yes. any time. Hallelujah. Amen. glory. Amen. So that's His presence. right. And now I'm going to just share with you major work. He's going to do major work in our behavior towards one another. How we speak to one another. How we think about one another as a blood bought family, heritage of faith people, how we treat one another. And so I sought the scriptures and I'm going to read some, of my behavior towards others in the body. I mean, there are so many, I've got so many, but I'm just going to read you some of them. Ephesians 4, chapter 2. In fact, Ephesians 4, there's so much of it in the Amplified Bible. But I will read it to you. Live as become, I, will, I live as becomes me with complete lowliness of mind, humility, unselfishness, gentleness, meekness, with patience. Okay. I think I'm going to just read you the scripture instead of my confession. And then we'll make a confession. Ephesians 4. I told you why a lot of my scriptures are out of the Amplified Bible Because when Pastor John and I first got married, we were were very, very poor. (laughs) And so the only Bible that we had was, you had a new King James, I think, that your mom and dad had bought you, and you had an Amplified. And so I annexed the Amplified Bible. I did ask you if I could have it, because the only Bible I had was a funny little square white wedding Bible. I didn't know... I bought it, but I didn't know that it was a wedding Bible. And afterwards, somebody said to me, what? Oh, you got a wedding Bible. <laughs> then I found out that people that get married buy a white Bible. Okay, so. <laughs> well, I was married, but I wanted a nice luck paper. So it happened to be an amplified Bible, which I'm delighted about. Ephesians 4.2 amplified Bible. So you can listen, right? Are you listening? This is the Apostle Paul saying, live, uh, walk and lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called. With behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service, living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another, and making allowances because you love one another. Right there, right there is all you need. If you have one seed like that, it's all you need to grow in your heart. To exercise and develop in your life. Hallelujah. So let's, let's, let's say this then. I live as becomes me. As becomes me. With complete lowliness of, of mind.
0: Humility.
1: Humility. Unselfishness. Unselfishness. Gentleness. Gentleness. And, meekness. and meekness. With patience. With Bearing with others, bearing with others. And, making and making allowances because I love them. I love them. Wow. Yes. Glory to God. Here's Titus 3.2. Slander or speak evil of no one. Avoid being contentious. Be forbearing, yielding, gentle, conciliatory. Show unqualified courtesy towards everybody. Avoid stupid, foolish controversy and quarrels. They settle nothing and lead nowhere. Wow. Right? And then this is beautiful. I remember then the book of Philippians coming alive. Those scriptures are still working in my heart. They've grown fruit already and God has to prune me every now and again so that I can be more excellent fruit in this area never act from motives of rivalry or personal vanity but in humility think more highly of others than you do of yourself do not think only of your own affairs but consider other people's interests also wow isn't that beautiful So let's say that together. I never act from motives of rivalry or personal vanity. But in humility, I think more highly of others than I do of myself. Yeah, all right, one more. Colossians 3.12. I'm going to read that to you out of the Amplified. Colossians 3.12. I remember when I was searching the Bible for these scriptures so that I could put them into my heart, so that I could begin to live them. What an impact they made on me, you know? And um, so here's Colossians, uh, what did I say? 3.12. Colossians 3.12. Just listen to this. So beautiful. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones. His own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. By putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways, and patience which is tireless and long-suffering, and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if anyone has a difference or grievance against another, readily pardon each other, Even as the Lord has also freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. Wow. How beautiful is that? So that's what the kind of person, actually as a born-again Christian, that's actually who I I am. But I've got to grow the word in in me. Because when you were born again, you were born again a baby born-again one. Now you've got to develop and grow, and the Bible is very clear. Desire the milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You don't grow by anything else. You don't grow with age and grow in wisdom because you get older. In fact, there are are some old people that developed things when they were young, and and even when they are 70 and 80, they're still bitter because they've never put the word of God in their hearts to change that. So wisdom does not come with age. No. Maturity and growth, spiritual growth, comes from the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. So young people can grow very quickly. Yes. But older people can also grow very, grow very quickly. But you need to be... Um, I'm probably going to be doing that teaching. But I know that you know, that teaching of sowing the Word into your heart. It's the biggest revelation. I ever received in my life was Mark 4. It changed my life. I was at the place in my life at 33 where I just, I said, Lord, I'm hearing so many messages. I sit in church. I, 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 you know, I, was, I, I cut my teeth on apparently the church pews. When my mother was playing the organ and she put me at her feet, And my head would bob up and down and her feet would go like this on the organ, up the oral, you know. And so, you know, I've grown up in church. I've heard so many messages. But Lord, I want to know that I'm making spiritual progress and that I'm developing and that I'm maturing and that I'm making progress, Lord. I want to know and be sure that my life in every area is pleasing to you. That there's nothing missing that there's no no building blocks just because I come to church every Sunday and listen to the message. And he took me on a journey that year and he gave me the revelation of the hardworking farmer that actually, if you want a garden to grow, you've got to go to work in that garden. You've got to weed. You've got to plow. You've got to plant. You've got to water. You've got to keep weeding. And you've got to keep waiting and you've got to keep being persistent like a farmer and waiting and trusting and believing that the word of God is incorruptible seed. That when you plant it in your heart with your mouth, this is the word of faith that we preach, Apostle Paul says in Romans 10, that the word of God is near you even in your mouth and in your heart and in your mouth and in your heart so that you can have it and you can do it and you can be it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. And so, um, we're going to to say this now um, in Colossians 3, right? So, don't despise the day of small beginnings. I mean, I heard somebody... Say once, quite a few years ago, Ach, uns ons ma, alweer woord verklaar. Oh, they didn't know I was standing close to them. I was like, what? It's my life. Where would I be? In my relationship with God. In my relationship with my husband, in my relationship with my children, in my relationship with the body of Christ, if I couldn't live, Romans 10, your word is near me, in my mouth and in my heart, in my mouth and in my heart, this is the word of faith, hallelujah, it's written in the book of Deuteronomy, where Moses is instructing the people, and he's saying to them, the word is not far from you, that you should say, can Jesus come from heaven, please? Can we bring him up from the dead, please? No, it says in Deuteronomy, the word of God, the words of God are near you, even in your mouth and even in your heart and in your mouth and in your heart and in your mouth and in your heart. And that's how you sow the seed of God's word. And that's the only way you will grow. That's the only way. You do not have some mysterious other way of developing and maturing than what I have. Yeah, that's
0: right. Mm,
1: this yeah. is the way God has given us seed to sow, so that we can grow yes. and mature.
0: That's the truth.
1: right. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, here we are tonight. We're praying and we're putting seeds in our heart. So I'm. 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 So. So. I put on behaviour marked by tender hearted pity. I put on behaviour, let's say I put on behaviour marked by tender hearted pity and mercy. Kind feeling, a lowly opinion of myself, gentle ways, and patience. Which is tireless. Tireless Tireless means you don't get tired. T-I-R-E-L-E-S-S. And tireless. And long-suffering. And I have the power power to endure whatever comes comes. with good temper. temper. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something, people. Let's continue here. I am gentle and forbearing with others. I'm gentle and forbearing with others. And if I have a difference, or a grievance, Against anyone, Against anyone I, readily them. I readily pardon them. Even as the Lord, Even as the Lord has, freely forgiven me, has freely forgiven me, so I also forgive. So I also forgive. <sighs> yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So we're talking about relationships, people. Pastor John, so I'm just initiating this tonight in you that you can understand where God has been speaking to Pastor John that this is the year. He's been speaking to us that we're going to develop in all of our relationships so we can become whole, all-rounded, mature disciples, sons of God in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 That our Father can look at us and say, wow. Wow. There's my son. There's my daughter. Those are my beloveds. They are seeking my ways and walking in my ways. Glory, glory. And you know, you're not going to have overnight growth. When you sow a seed in your heart, you've got to water it. You've got to trust God's way that I put it in my heart now. Because you're going to have opportunity for it to not manifest in your life. There you're going to lose your temper again. There you're going to be unkind to someone again. There you're going to shout at someone again, and you go, this is not working. I've been putting this word in my heart and in my mouth and in my heart, and look, it's not working. Do you think that a farmer with seed will say, it's not growing yet. I've got to dig up these seeds because this is not working. This planting seed in the soil thing is, doesn't work. That's foolish for you to think you're going to get an overnight harvest of the word of God. You were created and recreated to receive the word of God in all its beauty, in all its capacity, its, to exercise its superhuman energy in you, to work in you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. And, and God expects you to keep and hold that word tight, regardless of circumstances, regardless of how you're behaving. Because it will change you. Because Mark chapter four, this all that I'm talking about, this parable that changed my whole life, it says, but in the if you hold that word in a just and worthy heart and you, you don't give up on yourself, but you trust the word and not yourself, yeah. that it, first the blade, then the air, then the full corn in the air. Mm-hmm. And then the harvest is there. Yes. Hallelujah. It's too late for anybody to tell me that it doesn't work because I have been sowing and farming with the Word of God in areas of my life that have truly changed me, that transformed my life. The Word of God works in my heart. And the Holy Spirit works with that word in my heart. So what do I do if I miss it and I lose my temper again? I go back to water my seed. I go back to water it. Because i planted it, now I'm going to water it. Then I go back. Because I wasn't gentle and I wasn't forbearing. And I wasn't, and then I go and I'm gentle and forbearing with others. And if I have a grievance against another, I readily pardon others, Father. Hallelujah. Father, Father. I put on behavior, tender-hearted pity and mercy, marked by tender, a kind feeling, a lowly opinion. You see, because in the book of James it says, if you look in a mirror in the word of God who you are, and then you walk away from the word, you just walk away from the word, you forget what manner of man you are. But if you keep looking into God's word, because that's who you are, I'm looking to see who I am. I'm only saying what God says about me. He's saying that about me. Now I'm growing it in me. And if I keep, the book of James says, if you keep looking into the faultless law of liberty, you will be blessed in your life of obedience. Because you'll find on a day where if you don't let go of the word and you don't let it get snatched out of your heart by Satan, you'll find on a day you'll go, Wow, that kindness came, that gentleness. Wow, mm-hmm. yes, I'm exercising myself here in godliness that I'm not looking just to my own interest, but I'm looking, I'm finding myself. It's the word of God is growing up. The, first, the, the blade. Oh, there's a blade. There's some fruit. There's not fruit, but there's some movement here in me where I'm realizing I'm changing. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. It's not full-grown fruit yet. So, Father, this is who we, we desire to come up in relationships in the church. We desire to have relationships, Father. Godly relationships and fellowship, Father. And not to isolate ourselves from the body, from our church, Lord. Something else Pastor John said that was so powerful that we think we can just put our money in and put our tithe in, but we don't don't have relationships in the church. We're not fellowshipping. We're not even allowing ourselves to get close to other people so that the Christ in them can touch the Christ in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is something that we should be having, the kind of fellowship The kind of intimacy in a congregation that's in the Father's heart. Not what we think it looks like, but how God wants it to look. There's something in the heart of God when he looks at this congregation that goes, they could come up to a higher level with each other. They could be enjoying each other so much more. They could, well, even if it gets messy sometimes, I can I'll help them because they they they're trusting my word. I'll help it if it's messy to get to marvelous. But they need to be at least getting close to each other. As they're getting close to me, they must get close to each other. Hallelujah! They must talk. They must fellowship. Hallelujah! Glory to God. And not just come on a Sunday and we hold ourselves aloof from each other because, no, I have to allow the Christ in you to touch me and change me. I cannot mature on my own. Even though I have the power of the word of God that's working in my heart, I still, Jesus, And the Father has still given me the church so that we touch each other. And that's also part of our growth. It would be like saying that I can grow all by my own without need of the body, without need, I have no need of the church. We can't do that. We are living stones, we are built together. We are members of one body, the Bible says. You know? And so, we've got to just get over it. You know, people say, the church hurt me. I got hurt by the church. The church hurt me. I got hurt by the church. No. No, no, no. You have to forgive. You have to forget. And you have to be planted. And you've got to this is what the Lord has me always say. God plants you in a church. And even if you, you, if God plants you in a church, even if you get upset, you stay set. I can guarantee you. People come to this church and they're like, oh, this is where God wants us to be. And God wants us to be. And it's like a honeymoon. It's like a, it's like a new romance. Because it is wonderful when God plants you and sets you in. But then... They talk about the honeymoon period is over. And now I'm having confrontations with people I don't like. Mm. (laughs) Or this person looked at me like that. Or this person like that. No. No. It is exactly. When God sets you into a church. And he divinely connects you. It's like a marriage. It is. You are married to his church. And when he plants you somewhere. He doesn't say to you. Now I'm going to transplant you. With all your roots that you've grown here, I'm going to rip you out of this congregation and I'm going to put you somewhere else. And see, maybe your roots will, I don't know what will happen to your roots, but. To be planted means that you allow the roots, roots of the messages and the word of God that comes to us to grow into your life. Doesn't To be planted doesn't mean I attend church. If, you, if you're going to be planted, then you're a plant. You're a plant that must grow by the word. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, there we go. Let's pray. Now we're going to pray for ourselves personally about how God, we, there's things that God knows about us and how we're supposed to grow and develop in this congregation that you don't know. You don't know it all. I don't know it all. But I want to grow more. I want to be more among you. I want to be more in relationship. I want to be everything God wants me to be among you. Right? And to you. And from me to you. And him through me to you. Hallelujah. Glory. So let's pray this for ourselves in Jesus' name. Father, we come and let our spirit speak to you now. We want to change and come up to a new level in our corporate obedience. In our corporate relationships, Father, in your church. Sebese beta, samanamanu, sepeketena, la karu, sebe se basatito, leprevetalako, se perekasado, driva, katukele barasu, nemene shikusula, yemene mikalasula, lore bet. Lord, I really want to, Lord. I want to mature more in this congregation, Father. Lebreške de bereba ta salabaka ta lo nemenem mirako loporoboshe semi la parasanista to namaratore to be sensitive to others around me much more, Lord. Much more than before, le pere sabrato che mena kisa tore pere staff rabore pereka to polo tour to not look just to my own interests but to the interests of others. Le pere fakara doste debeke le dira na mana kote rebejke darasi na mana mana kore shabare sasto sebere sasto sebere sasto di kaza kule ebrebe is savasuche ma barakato ko ne pere basita ko keleke raga too. She shibanu kutruktu. Hallelujah. Here's another one in 2 Timothy 3, 24. I'm not quarrelsome. I'm kindly to everyone and mild-tempered, preserving the bond of peace, and I'm willing to suffer wrong. All right. So our next area is marriages and families and homes, right? And so I'm going to give you my, my scripture that the Lord gave me that was a foundational scripture for our family. And now this is for families and for people that will get married one day and they will have families. And even for grannies and grandpas who have got children that want to read the scripture and want to get a hold of the scripture and want to put it in their hearts. And this is Proverbs 24:3, Amplified Bible. This is my confession. Our home, our lives, our family is being built through skillful and godly wisdom. Yes. It is established by understanding on a sound and good foundation. By knowledge is our home's chambers filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Yes. Glory to God. I mean, when I found that scripture for my home, my family, I thought, wow, what does that look like, Lord. For my home and my family to be like that. I'm just going to turn there. Proverbs 24. You can actually put that one up if you like. Let our eyes see this one. Proverbs 24 verse 3. Beautiful. Beautiful. Proverbs 24 verse 3. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life. You can take that for, you know, a home and a family built. (laughs) We're going to pray out skillful and godly wisdom tonight for our lives, our homes, and our families. Isn't scripture just beautiful? When truth comes to you like this, then hope comes and faith comes. It starts to arise, it gives you hope for your home, your lives, your families, glory. glory. And so through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home and a family built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation, and by knowledge shall its chambers of every area. So that's every area in your life and your family and your home. Every area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Be filled with precious, pleasant riches. Glory to God. Glory to God. So Father, now we pray your wisdom. We pray your wisdom for our families and our lives. In every area, in every chamber, we pray our, our out the wisdom now for our lives, our families, and our homes. Si bakaso neto, isibakaso neto, si bakaso neto. Le perebesita kore eshe deversi. Or our lives, our families, our homes. Le depe, araporepe, este de kirate, alurepe. Yes, morestu restu. Yes, mo resture preketi rone meneceda. Ocolo core, ișa si ai caladuke, și care sovre repete si la cote, ce menemina corebe care di. Iasole, iasole care care dereti, ișa de pere care di. mana co ste bereket sana manako resogre hasogre wisdom and understanding thank you as we pray we know you're going to give it to us lobrosko skillful and godly wisdom and understanding is our our family's bolt lekere kita la cote repeti ya manakata rose la kata rote per to ye fere la do ai yas colonde yas colondo colocorodo bosche de bere bere de bisca na paratisala pa ca da Valatore. ai sholebre ai sholebre de bisca da brava cute ai allocore pe yana manno che re shapra passa lote che ropete per ti ai yeah thank you lord thank you lord we take the scripture for our families and our homes, Lord. glory to God. And then this was also a very big one for me and still is for me, is Isaiah 59:21. Isaiah 59. This is God's covenant with us, for our children and our children's children. When I started to learn about the word of God being incorruptible seed and that I could put it into my mouth and into my heart in every single area of my life. And then God gave me this: to show me that this is His way for my children and my children's children, let's go to Isaiah 59:21. Isaiah 59:21. We're talking about covenant, right? Covenant, touch, integration of ways. Strategic intentions, divine productivity, back to covenant. Everything starts with covenant. So this, as for me, this is my covenant and league with you, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you, who writes the law of God inwardly on your heart, and my words which I put in your mouth (laughs) shall not depart out of your mouth. Oh, out of the mouths. Now, it, this is not, This I did not take it as spiritual children, but we can, because the King James doesn't put it as spiritual children. Do you want to sw- swap it for me to the King James? Thanks, Leanne. Because I took it for my children. And my children's children. Because then I can teach it to spiritual children. Amen. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with you. My spirit who is upon you, my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord. And the King James says, the mouth of your children and your children's children. The mouth of your children. So this way that I have taught you to put your words, my words in your mouth, and in your heart shall not this way of mine, this is my covenant with you, shall not depart out of the mouth of your children. You teach your children, Deuteronomy 6, you teach your children to put his, your, his words in your mouth. Like I've put them in your mouth so then this pattern and this principle of power will not depart from your children and your children's children to speak God's word yes, yes. and sow seed and grow yes. glory to God. From the time my boys could read, I started to make them these t- as well. I'm not putting shame on anybody that hasn't done this, right? This is, not, this is an encouragement to, 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 to do it now, do it now. Pray for your children's children that, you know, I've made them each a little far like this. Isn't that sobering?
0: Mm-hmm. Still have it.
1: You still have it. Yeah. Yeah. When they would come to me with some things like, because dad was at work during the day, so dad did a lot of the training and the things on, on weekends. But I'm, I'm at, and like Goth would come to me and say to me, I hate school. Where did he learn that? At school, because the world speaks like that. I would say, oh, no, no, God, you're learning things and your love for learning. You don't say that, my son. If you put that death in your heart, you're going to hate school forever and, and you've got to be there a long time. You know, that was before I found out that there are better ways to educate your children. And so, um, uh, I put things like that in, like from the book of Daniel, that I am 10 times wiser than those in my, in, it said that about Daniel and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I would put things like that, and I love to learn. I would write that in their files. So you still got yours, Bryn. Glory Thank to God. Hallelujah. And because I was a primary school teacher, my cursive was so nice. So I wrote the little cards like this in cursive so that they could read it. <laughs> anyway, that was my way. That the word that God was teaching me shall not depart out of my mouth. And as soon as you can read, it's not going to depart out of your mouth either. Read. 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 Speak, sow it, grow it, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So my family and my home. So we've prayed about that. So here's my husband and our marriage. And um, so we're going to pray for marriages. Oh, maybe we can do that tomorrow afternoon. Or if there is another time, I can just quickly do that because here is, here's other things about my children. I should have done you first because you, you were always first before <laughs> your, your thing is always in front of my children's because it's you first. I don't know how come I got to my children first. Oh, I went from my family. I was going to go my family, my marriage, and my children. My marriage. But now I'm on my children. So I'll go back to the marriage part. So here's marriage, because that's what the Lord said, right? Through Pastor John, he's going to do a major work between husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and children, husbands and wives. Lord, so here's my scriptures. Lord, Genesis 2.18, you said that it was not good for John to be alone, so you made me for him to help him. The Amplified Bible says to adapt myself to him and to complement him. I am bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh now. I am one flesh with him. We are united and we cleave to each other. This relationship is unique to any other that I have. I don't have that relationship with my children. I have that relationship with my husband. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, Proverbs 31, I put in my my mouth and in my heart, I'm a capable, intelligent, virtuous woman. The heart of my husband trusts in me confidently and relies on me securely so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. I comfort and encourage and do him only good as long as there is life within me. I comfort and encourage and do him only good as long as there is life within me. Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. I deeply love, this is Ephesians, I think it is, 1 Peter 3, 1 to 6. Wow, did this scripture this, this scripture continue to, to help me to bear more fruit in my marriage. Oh, Jesus, we love your word. Yes. Can we lift just a ha- yes. one hand to him or two? We love your word, Lord. We love your word. Your word is truth, Lord. Your word is seed that we can grow, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we desire your word that we may grow there by our Father. Thank you that you've given us the scriptures that speak to us anytime we let them. Scripture speaks to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so 1 Peter 3, 1 to 6. You know, it was a place in my life when I was 33 and I was, I'd had two babies and I was like, uh, 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 you know. And, um, you know, going to church every Sunday. And, and I, so when he began to give me this revelation and I saw all the wonderful things that I could do be more of in my marriage. Yes, bless me. After a few months, my husband came to me, said to me, that revelation God's giving you, because he was experiencing the change. Right, baby? And it continues to change me. He said, I want, come share that with me. I want, I want some of that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. I just... And thanking him again for his word. And I can let his word dwell richly in my heart. In all its richness. I thank him tonight. I thank him and I praise him tonight. That his word truly is incorruptible seed. And you all can find that scripture in Peter. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. That's the word of faith to me. That's what the word of faith is to me.
0: Yeah, right. it's
1: me. It's not about me believing God to get stuff. That's no. like such a smidgen of it. It's about me you, having my faith to become like Jesus. Yeah, that's right. In my marriage, in my walk with Him, in my intimacy with Him, to have... For me to be a son of God and to be able to have intimacy with Father God the way Jesus has. Jesus' death and resurrection made that available to me. He was the firstborn son and I'm in there. And so that I can have a relationship with the Father the way he has it. Oh, glory to God. Jesus came to die and rise again, be raised again to God. Take me, bring me to the Father. And there's lots of scriptures about that. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Right. (laughs) Where was I going with all of this? One Peter. One Peter. Right. (laughs) Let me see. This was so beautiful to me. Still is so beautiful to me. Now, I think we go to 1 Peter chapter 2. And we go to see Jesus. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2:21 and go and look at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus. Okay. Verse 22. Let's look at Jesus. He was guilty of no sin, neither was deceit or guile ever found on his lips. When he was reviled and insulted, he did not revile or offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance, but he trusted, hims- he trusted himself and everything to him who judges fairly. Go to verse 1 of chapter 3. In like manner, you married woman. There it goes. In like manner, you married woman, be submissive to your own husbands. Subordinate yourselves as being secondary to and dependent on them and adapt yourselves to them. So even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over not by discussion but by the godly lives of their wives when they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves together with your reverence for your husband. You are to feel for him all that reverence includes, to respect, defer to, revere him, honor Esteem, appreciate, prize And in the human sense to adore him Admire, praise, be devoted to Deeply love and enjoy your husband Let not yours be the merely external adorning With elaborate interweaving knotting of the hair wearing of jewelry or changes of clothes But let it be the inward adorning And beauty of the hidden person of the heart With the incorruptible unfading charm Of a gentle and a peaceful spirit Which is not anxious or wrought up but is very precious in the sight of God. For thus was thus that the pious women of old who hoped in God were accustomed to beautify themselves and were submissive to their husbands, adapting themselves to them as themselves secondary to and dependent on them. It was thus that Sarah obeyed Abraham, following his guidance and acknowledging his headship over her by calling him Lord, Master, Leader, Authority, and you are now her true daughters if you do right. And let nothing terrify you, not giving way to hysterical fears or letting uh, um, uh, uh, letting anxieties unnerve you in the same way you married men. So, okay, there's the married men. These instructions to the married men too now. Because this that I'm talking about does not equal doormat. It does not equal doormat. It equals I'm doing this as unto the Lord. I'm following in Jesus' footsteps. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because God has got instructions for men First. For men first, in Ephesians, it says, Husbands, you love your wives as Christ loves the church. You give yourself up for her. You cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word. You present her to yourself. So God gives the responsibility to the man first to love his wife. Hallelujah. So there's a balance here. But the beauty of it is that sometimes as wives you think that you've got to do it and you've got to control it. But actually what it says here is that I will do right here, Lord. I will not let anxieties unnerve me. I will not give way to hysterical fears here that my husband may be making a wrong decision or what, 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 what. I put my trust in you. Like Sarah did. And God took care of her. Right. Glory to God. So, I'm done, right, John? I'm done. Well, thank you. Should we just finish off by praying for the marriage, my darling? Just we pray for the marriage. Our marriage is here. And those of you that are not married yet, and there's a desire in your heart, you pray for yours. Pray for all these things to come to pass. For a for a for a wife or a husband that's going to love you like Christ loves the church, godly man, a godly woman. Let's pray for marriages here today. Tapatapati carote. Oh, Yogoske, Aya, Lara, Yeslo, marriages, marriages, La Caradone, nepreti, Nasha Nalaco, marriages, Oramishka, Tapara, no revereste de peredi, Saparado, Stekervi, Shakarasto. Rekereste Stekerestavo Shemene Katu Chefre Merista Rabore to go to new levels. Our marriages, all of our marriages to go to new levels. La Prava no re kete mira topero samara kutepet siparo sheperesaso nekete tasidi kolukore shakrava sicuro kotepada no Shemenekira Tasorenu Ai Shkuvasole prabasa, saparaso, le amamaka. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Wow. Like I said to you before, what, what you saw here, and when Pastor Sharon and I were talking about preparing for this weekend, and she decided to pull out her confessions from all those years ago, you know, at first she was like, I don't want to do this. I said, actually Sharon, I think this is a very good idea because actually people think that they look at our lives now, all these years later, and they think that we have got some formula or that we're just compatible and we all of that kind of stuff. But actually actually the word of God the word of God is really what brought us to this place. It really brought us to this place and, and so that's why I keep saying you must believe in the Word of God. You, God. you must believe in God. You must believe in God. Because if you believe in God then you know that His words are true. And if these words are true then when you speak them you are sowing seed and they will come to pass. Yes. As sure as anything, yes. you know, yes. I, was, I was having a chat to Loki and uh, who's a farmer and you know, he was saying, I like, to, I like to grow trees, apple trees. He has an apple orchard. I like to grow trees because I don't have to replant them every year. They just keep growing fruit all the time, you know. And certainly when it comes to a life of the spirit, there are... There's the fruit of the spirit in our lives that when it grows, it keeps bearing fruit. But there is also a part of our lives where you've got to keep on watering seed that you plant and you've got to grow and reap the harvest and then you've got to keep working it. And so that's the the way it works is that you patch and patch and patch and patch and patch and And so you harvest, 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 harvest and there's no interruption in the harvest in the spirit. It just keeps producing and it changes your world, changes your life. Our marriage that we have and our relationship that we have with our children is based on this. Have we had differences of opinion? Have our children had to kind of find their own ways in life and sometimes it hasn't always been the same as we would do it and so then there's a difference of opinion and then we've got to correct that and they've got to correct that. Yes, All of the above. How do we do that? Same way. Word of God. Speak the change. Speak the change. Speak the word. Speak the change. Well, what if I do it for two years and it doesn't happen? The Bible guarantees it's going to happen. So what's your alternative? I'm not going to do it. That's like a farmer saying, What's my alternative to be a farmer? I plant no seeds. Yeah. Well, then you're not a farmer, are you? Yeah. Then what are you? Uh, unknown, question mark. <laughs> uh, you, are, you become whatever the world says that you harvest can the become. World you, will, you harvest the world system. The world system. Yes. Yeah. So don't you think it, what Pastor Sharon did, the way that she presented Relationships to you tonight, wasn't it just beautiful? Isn't it just amazing the way that God used her tonight? I mean, this is the way that we live our lives. This is the way that we live in the Word. This is how we, right now in our lives, we are believing God that, and we've told you this, that we are believing God that even though we've been married 42 years, we are believing God for change there is more intimacy there is more closeness there is more things that we want out of our marriage
1: yeah i mean i'm not going to read it now but in my new file i've got new marriage things i know and so oh yeah it doesn't stop i mean fun has just begun <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best the, is yet to come exactly yes. The mystery. best is happening right now it's happening right now
0: and so that's the power of it, is that we decided, we made a choice, choose life. So if I choose the death of comfort, yeah. then, I, then I die in my marriage out of comfort. Because I'm old. Uh, older. Right? So when you get older, because you know each other so well and you can live in comfort with each other, you can die the death of comfort in your marriage. But if you decide, I still continue to choose the life of God in what our marriage can produce. Because why should it stop producing? Because we're comfortable with each other. Like I said before, she's changing. The Word of God must be changing her. The Word of God is changing me. So I'm continuously living with a changing person. She's living with a changing person. And so if we are changing, then we've got to keep on adapting ourselves to each other and see what God's doing and let the God in each other be more productive as we get older.
1: Yes. yes. Because the word that you are putting in your mouth and yes. in your heart is changing you. Exactly. And the word that I'm still putting in my heart and um, and, and watering and that's growing and is changing me. Yes. So we, it's absolutely accurate what you said in your message. Yes. I don't know him.
0: I'm not the same man.
1: He's not the same man he was a month ago, because he's, the Word of God is changing him, growing him. And
0: we've had to have conversations, and she would, she, we've had these conversations this week. Yeah, we've been speaking, but I so, say. John, you're doing this and you're doing this. That's right, babe. That's what God has got me doing right now. So I have to adapt to this new thing that God's got you doing. That's right, babe. Yes. So we have the conversation because God is producing in me.
1: And then I go to the word, I am adapting. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I have the law of recognition happening in what's happening here with John. I'm receiving the instructions, all those things that we learn. You know, I thank you, Lord, that I'm adapting myself here. I'm adjusting. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me to adjust and adapt here to this which you have, um, you, which you are doing in Him. Yep. Yes.
0: And as and as she's speaking the word, I can, I can, I can sense that there is some growth happening here. But there is also, I can. Uh, this happened this week. We can sense that the devil doesn't want this productivity, this divine productivity, to happen so we've had to say oh we recognize hold on we know what's coming here there's a little fox coming in that's trying to spoil this vine yeah. so now we've got to hey let's do what's to keep this fox out so we had to come together we had to get into agreement we had to speak the have word we had to have conversations so that the divine productivity can continue, so that the little foxes don't come and spoil the vine of what God's building and growing.
1: We have to get skillful um, wisdom and understandings, so that our lives and, and our, our lives can still be built on skillful and godly under, godly wisdom and understanding. Still, we have to continue to get that new understanding, new wisdom from God, because we keep changing.
0: Yes. Hallelujah. And so you know what happens is when you're growing like this, the joy of this rises. The joy of it increases. The power of it grows. And so you have integration of ways Mm. continuously. That means your touch changes. I'm so glad that we still touch each other a lot. Physically, emotionally and spiritually, yes. touch is always important. Yes. But we also work at integrating ways by the Word of God. Yes. And so then the strategic intentions of God is, is working. And then we are already and we continue to be even more divinely productive. And so there are things in our lives that we know that God is causing us to be in covenant with Him because He's asking us to do things. That only when you know God that way can He ask you to do those things. Mm -hmm. And that's none of your business. Mm -hmm. Because that's covenant business. Hallelujah. John, um,
1: because I don't think I'm going to get another opportunity, I should
0: have said goodnight.
1: <laughs> One last scripture here, my darling. Because if you read it in the Passion Translation, you'll see that a marriage is supposed to represent Christ and the church. Yeah. And so I'm just going to leave. The marriage is not just two people getting married because they like each other and they've got things in common. Marriage was ordained by God in the garden to to represent, to represent him. And so it says here, um, listen to this. I'm just going to read it here. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Himself the Savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be subject to in everything to their husbands. You know, for a husband to say, my wife won't submit to me, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says husbands must make their wives submit to them. That's not an instruction to husbands. To ever say to a wife, you must submit to me. No, no. God says this, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her by the washing of water with the word that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being in a sense their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself for no man ever hated his own flesh but nourishes, carefully protects and cherishes it as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother, and the two shall be joined and the, uh, shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relationship of Christ and the church. That is the passion of my drive, of my wanting to bear fruit in my marriage. as I say, Jesus is this looking like you. Jesus, is this looking like you?
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, as we go through the weekend, you will receive hope. You will receive strength. You will receive wisdom. You will receive understanding as we go through the Word of God and we show you how God is going to restore relationships. Through what God has given us as the Word of God for this year, yes, He has already been doing it because of the way that we have been living amongst each other as Ecclesia. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. And so, if you are here tonight and you've listened to this and you say, But boy, if I could have done that, or I should have done that, or I haven't done that, and you maybe feel like uh, I don't have the kind of relationship that Pastor Sharon and John have, and And things are like, you know, I don't know that I can ever get there. If you have that kind of thought process, then it's going to stop you dead in your tracks. And you're going to say, it's too much work. I'll just have what I've got. Well, then you're going to die the death of comfort. And so I'm going to kick the nest. I'm going to kick your comfort nest. If that's what God is going to do to you this weekend, then you'll kick your comfort nest so that you can have a different kind of God relationship. Amen. 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 Won't you stand with me, please? Praise the Lord. I really feel like I've been nourished by the Word of God tonight. Don't you feel that? Nurtured, nourished, strengthened. You can just see God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and His Son Jesus has just shifted for things for us. Amen. I thank you, Father, for this word tonight. And I pray that this word will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish in every heart that which you have declared it will. I thank you for a harvest. I thank you for a blessing. I thank you for increase. And I thank you that it will not be taken out of their hearts. But it will produce a great harvest. Thank you, Lord. And they are protected as they go home and sleep tonight yes. and they have the dreams and the visions of the Holy Spirit while yes. they sleep. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Thanks for coming. Good night. See you tomorrow morning, 930. 930, right? uh, nine thirty. Nine thirty, right? Nine o'clock. Nine. Okay. Nine. okay. Nine. okay. Nine. okay. Thank God, I've got relationships that correct me. Nechabels. Yes.